Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of Fire and Ashes by Elaine Vietz, performed by Tanya Eby. For Dick Richmond, good friend and newspaper editor, who taught me how to say more with less. Chapter 1 Day 1 Five fire engines, two ladder trucks, a portable light truck, a battalion chief's van, and what looked like every cop car in Shoto County were fighting this fire. Death investigator Angela Richmond knew it was already too late. She was summoned only for death. Tonight, someone had died in that blazing building, choked by the smoke and seared by those flames. Angela oversaw the bodies at Choteau County crime scenes or unattended deaths. The death investigator reported to the county medical examiner. Who was it? Angela didn't know yet. The detective's call was cryptic. Luther Ridley Delore's house is on fire. One body so far. They're bringing it out. Get over there now. Seventy-year-old Luther called himself a financier to take away the sting of how his family made a trainload of money, running a nationwide chain of payday loan companies. People, especially desperate ones, knew the slogan, You get more with Delore. Was the old man dead? Was the victim his young fiancé? Or did a friend or servant die in that hellish fire? Angela prayed there was only one victim. She'd expected this death. This was the third major fire in the county in two weeks. Fear smoldered beneath the comfortable surface of Choteau Forest, Missouri, the biggest town in the county. Choteau County was a ten-square-mile preserve for the one percent and those who served them, about thirty miles west of St. Louis. The blaze was in Olympia Forest Estates, an exclusive development built five years ago. That made it brand new compared with the county's extravagant old money mansions, robber barons' Romanesque castles, English country houses, and Bavarian hunting lodges built at the turn of the last century. Olympia's brick and stone houses seemed subdued after those architectural fancies, but they were still luxurious. Thanks to relentless advertising, everyone knew their prices. Three to five million. And their amenities. Angela, still recovering from six strokes, brain surgery, and a coma at the fairly young age of 41, leaned on her cane behind the yellow caution tape barrier while she tried to spot the best route through the shifting, smoking chaos. She'd trundled her death investigator kit, a black rolling suitcase, across the water-soaked street. Her plain black pantsuit kept her warm in the chilly May night, and her flat black lace-up shoes helped her navigate the treacherous ground. Hastily dressed gawkers had gathered in the cul-de-sac outside the burning house. Angela stood next to a scrawny-legged bald man in blue boxers and sandals, and tried not to look at his pale, flabby chest. She knew him, Ollie Champlain. Ollie lived on stale bar snacks and martinis at the Forest Country Club. Ooh-wee, Ollie said. You can almost smell the money burning. That's Luther's house. Dread seized Angela. Now that she heard Luther's name, the death was real. The forest financier had created a major scandal at age 70. He'd left his wife of 40 years for Kendra Graciela Salvato, 
a 20-year-old manicurist. Luther's wife was fighting the divorce, but he'd given Kendra an engagement ring with a diamond bigger than Delaware and swore they'd marry as soon as he was free. Don't be disgusting, said a worried woman clutching her long, baggy plaid bathrobe. The smell is horrible. Angela caught the toxic stink of melting plastic mixed with the stomach-turning stench of burned meat and hair. The flames were eating the victim's body. Ollie refused to be shamed. He acted as if the fatal fire were staged for his entertainment. Look at the firefighters taking axes to that bay window. I can hear the corks popping in that thousand-bottle wine room. Hmm, Clab Bathrobe said. The way Luther drinks, I doubt he could keep a thousand bottles. He was